cheaper than our producer's underage sister. Edgier than the stuff shown on late night television. Newer than Kim Kardashian's ex, live from Orlando, it's Crazy Train Radio. Hi, this is Adrian King, and you may know me from Friday the 13th, the sole survivor. And I'm here with Crazy Train Radio. obviously done so much more in her career. But hello, Adrian. How are you? I'm great, Adam. How are you doing? Great. Uh, well, first of all, I'd like to mention, because we were talking a little while ago, all fair, uh, adrianking.com and also the wine. What can you tell us about the wine you got going on? Well, jumping right into that, uh, <laughs> Crystal Lake wines, <laughs> of course. Um, it was a no-brainer when I moved to wine country in southern Oregon, which has uh, been outed as the new Napa and Sonoma. Um, yeah, I, I partnered up with the oldest and best family-owned winery uh, locally uh, in southern Oregon, right down the road from me, and I'm growing grapes, and we're cranking out some really awesome wine. Well, personally, um I got one question with the wine before we get going into your acting career. Uh, I'm not much of a wine person, but uh, some of our fans are. If they're going to look into Crystal Lake wines, uh, what can you tell them? What makes yours different compared to other wines that are out there? Okay, well, first off, it's Crystal Lake wines with my label of my my artwork of Alice in the Canoe. So each of the bridles, and I have four of them right now, um, and they all uh, all the names of the wines are now, uh, because of the fans have really gotten into this, each one of the bridles has a name that's somehow related to Friday the 13th, of course. Uh, would you like me to go through them? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. 
All right. Well, the first one we uh, came up with, the which was started the clever names, because first we had a Cabernet Sauvignon and a, and a regular Chardonnay, and they sold out. Everybody loved them. And uh, then I came up with uh, Syrah is my personal favorite wine. Um, I love it because it's a little spicy, and it's it's a red, and it's really delicious with with pasta or basically anything. You can just drink it. So I called it Survivor Syrah. Okay. That's pretty creative. And that was creative, right? And then the next one I came yeah. up with was Camp Blush. And that's a, a wine for even non-wine drinkers. That's a, a nice little, it has a little sweetness to it, um, almost like drinking uh, a little uh, a light strawberry jam. <laughs> Uh, well, would I, can we, is that safe to say that's a red wine? It's actually a blush wine, which is why we call it Camp Blush. Yeah, so it's, okay. it, and if you go into my, the Crystal Lake Wines website, you know, it describes the wines, and they're not just a gimmick, that's the whole thing. Now, I've encouraged all the uh, campers, I call my fans, my happy campers, I've encouraged them to drink the wines save the bottles, because they were just saving the bottles because I signed them. <laughs> but as soon as they actually opened them and drank them, they were ordering more. So that's what I want to encourage, because it's really great wine at an affordable price. So let me get through the rest really quickly. So then the next one was Moonlit Chardonnay. And my final one, which really took a while, was Cabin A Sauvignon, as opposed to Cabin B's Almost Ready. So... <laughs> That that is, and they, you know, the cabin A Sauvignon pairs really great with steaks and pastas. And I'm more of a seasonal drinker, so when it heats up and summer comes around, I love the moonlit Chardonnay and the Camp Blush. So that's my my sales pitch for Crystal Lake wines. And who would have thought a soul survivor from Friday's Thirteenth and and a, and a New York girl at that would end up in the boonies of Oregon and producing fine wine? Not me. No. But uh, while we're at that, to wrap that part up, make sure you visit adrianking.com and crystallakewines.com to check that more information about that for our wine drinkers. And please drink safely. Uh, absolutely. You're acting. <laughs> no, oh, yeah. no, no, no. We've got to say, if you're going to drink, drink smartly. Right. Drink very smartly. Drink responsibly. Smartly. Hang at the campsite overnight if you're going to drink. Yes. But now that we did our PSA for safe drinking and driving and whatnot. <laughs> Uh, you know, you're going to get an award from the state and from the governor of New Jersey. <laughs> the governor Christie's going to call you. Oh yeah, because she saw my cell phone is from Jersey, so yeah, there'll, there'll be some, there'll be a couple phone calls later in the week when people hear this. <laughs> yeah. That's so okay. I, that's... I hope she knows a good. I'm call, I'm calling Adrian back to get her lawyer if that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, let's jump into Friday the Thirteenth, obviously, because that's what you're most known for. Yeah. Uh, even though, well, first of all, uh, how did you get involved with the project? Well, when this all happened, it was the summer of 1979, way before you and your listeners were probably even born, and um, I was a young actress an actress uh, in New York City, along with thousands of other young actors and actresses that read the backstage, which was, you know, where you got, if you weren't signed by a theatrical agent, you read them to go to casting calls. And I only had a commercial agent at the time, so 
I was reading backstage, and there was an open call um, on Broadway and 44th at the Minskoff Studios for uh, all act young nubile actors and actresses who want to be campers, um, 18 to 25, you know, show up and hundreds of hundreds of hundreds for three days. They had open calls. Yeah, everybody in the city was seen. <laughs> okay, what what different? What made you stand out more, do you think, compared to all these other people coming for this audition? Well, let me ask you. After seeing the movie, was there anything that, like, uh, pretend you're Sean Cunningham and you're looking for a quality. Was there any quality in Alice that you saw resonate that you think, you know, he saw in an audition? Because, uh, you know, people ask me this question. I'm throwing it back to you. Hmm. If we're going to sit here and nitpick, and play, put my Sean Cunningham hat on. Yes. I'd have to there's so many different things that we can, such as the personality and the way you played the character, but if I'm running a casting call, there's one thing that most people look at in horror movies that I'm going to go with. What's I'm that? Go with the screen. You got it. Go ding, 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 ding. <laughs> That's my guess. I mean, you know, um, it was a couple of callbacks, but on the final screen test, we went through a couple of scenes, improv scenes, with uh, basically the scene where uh, Lori, Bar um, uh, what was her name? Lori Bartram's character, Brenda, flies through the window. Where it's actually Tom Savini. The screen test was him. Uh, the screen test was pretending someone had flown into the window, dead. Your best, you know, a friend, dear friend, and and go for it. And then, um, so it was all about the improv and the screams, and Sean later told me also that each one of the people he picked as campers um, had to be truly identifiable as a kid next door, and I think he covered every type of personality, you know, and I think uh, everybody related to either one or two or maybe three or four of the campers, and that's what makes a, a movie have legs and... Uh, you know, go on for 33-odd years, that it still holds up. You identify with the people. Well, obviously, uh, when I was reading, you know, reading on uh, different sites, but also on another plug for you, adrianking.com, uh, that when you were moving to Oregon, like you mentioned, uh, you actually found some interesting stuff packed away when you're un unloading in your new art studio. What was some of that stuff you found? Well, I found a, a really dusty old box all taped up that was labeled Friday the 13th, junk. <laughs> so I opened it up, and lo and behold, it was a treasure trove of memorabilia from the actual shoot. And inside there were my original cowboy boots, which I now have. You know, they're, they're, I have them in the closet. I look at them. I never wear them, but there they are. I have all the turquoise jewelry I wore. I have all these Polaroids that I would pick up um, continuity shots that we had from the shoot. Um, I'd pick them up because we never even, some of us didn't believe we had enough money to finish at certain times. And so this was a hedge for me. I could always create a, a collage, I figured. So I collected those, and what I found, I found my clothes, and inside the jeans pocket were Sean Cunningham's original notes from the night we actually shot that scene on the beach with Betsy Palmer, the final scene. Can you believe that? Oh, <laughs> that's that's pretty cool to have 
still to this day. Yeah, I mean, Sean actually took the notes, and this is the key, this is the real amazing thing, is that there were 13, count them, not 12, not 14, but 13 director's notes for that scene on the beach. And he just crumpled them up after we were bloodied and bruised for 12 hours straight um, and threw them away, and I grabbed them and totally forgot about them. And when I opened up this box, I made a poster for Sean and one for me with those 13 notes, and he just went ballistic. He just could not believe it that after 25-odd years, these resurfaced and that kids could watch, uh, I mean fans, uh, campers worldwide could actually watch that scene the way he shot it through his eyes. And it's the only piece of Friday the 13th art he actually has hanging up in his office. And uh, he's the one who told me to make a, a poster for the fans and put it on my website and sell it really inexpensive so everyone could share in that. And so I did, a limited edition. You can find it on my website. It's pretty trippy. Well, obviously during this time, and it's known amongst the fans and whatnot, you actually had a scary time during this, during the, after one and filming it too with a stalker. What, and obviously it wasn't a crime at the time. What happened with that? Are you willing to elaborate? Uh, well, you know, back in the day when it was going on, it was pretty nasty because uh, it wasn't considered a crime, as you said, and, uh, you know, it's not like you had cell phones or, you know, you know, cameras in every corner. So it, and but there were no laws against it. So, you know, things were rough for a year or so there. Um, my art got very dark, which was a very good positive thing for my art because it was very pretty before that, and dark is so much more interesting, don't you think? <laughs> yes. Um, but anyway, um, I'm laughing at it now, but it was, it was pretty ugly, and uh, I, because of that, I ended up going to London, studying Shakespeare in London, and it's, that's my little second home away from home. Uh, I love London. They were very good to me over there during that period of time. And then I came back to this country um, on a gig for all my children and in the wings. Uh, I screen tested, got the part, was in the wings, and my heart started pounding in my chest so immensely that I, I just knew this uh, an anxiety was about to, un an anxiety attack unfolded. And um, that was it for uh, on camera for a long, long time, and I went into voiceovers. Yes, well, I was actually going to ask you about that, the voiceover and the looper work. Uh, how much did you enjoy that, and was there a lot of projects that you were actually involved in that may, many people may or may not know about? Well, yeah, I um, I really did enjoy it. It was a little niche just um, that I, I was very good at, and um, I could play, still keep my my energies and my uh, just all my love for the business, at least I felt like I was still plugged into it by doing the voiceovers. And the more you do, the better you get. And um, I, I ended up doing looping, which is where your voice is actually plugged into another per person's mouth, so to speak. Does that make sense, Adam? Yes. Okay. So right. um, I ended up doing some really great stuff and worked with some, some very cool people. Uh, I did the Titanic. I worked for Titanic for two weeks and actually was the last breath <laughs> where she throws the pendant into the water. You know, I have such weird things on my uh, 
on my resume, but that's uh, that's one of them. Titanic, and I worked with um, Johnny Depp in uh, Whatever Happened uh, to Gilbert Grape, or uh, that was so much fun to do with him because uh, we were both from the genre and had a lot in common, and you know, it got to still play uh, in the business, which you know was my my love that and painting of all my first loves, and if you, you know, I you name it, I did over probably a hundred or so movies while I was out in L.A. for ten years, uh, including like seven years on Melrose, Melrose Place. And uh, um, if you look up my website, you'll see the long, long list. AdrianKing.com. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, thank you so much. <laughs> we'll pound it into the fans. <laughs> I uh, get yeah. We're going to pound it like Jason with his uh, machete. So. There you go. There you go. You hear that, Curtis? Right. Uh, Curtis is my webmaster, <laughs> and we've got to update. <laughs> now I have to update the site. Uh oh, we got to get back on on track here. We were getting lazy for a little bit, but now that you're, you're yeah, sending everybody's website, Adam, I'm going to have to make sure it's updated pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, checking out your credentials other than Friday the Thirteenth, and me, I kind of popped for uh, when I saw that you were, worked with. Sammy Davis Jr. in a Seven Up commercial. How was Sammy to work with? <laughs> I did. That's what I'm telling you. I have the most bizarre uh, credits on my resume. That was before Saturday Night Fever when I danced with uh, John Travolta. So um, yeah, Sammy Davis Jr. and I tap danced uh, with. I was had a headdress. I was like a showgirl, if you can even imagine. And I tried finding this commercial. I don't know where it's hiding. I would love to see it. Um, because needless to say, I had like 25 pounds of seven up bubbles on my head, and I was tapped in. <laughs> so who wouldn't want to see that? Um, exactly. It was fun. You know, it was a blast. And uh, and Saturday Night Fever. You know, I was on that again for probably three weeks dancing. And if you blink, you, you miss me because I they change. There's no continuity, and I had three different dresses in one scene and three different hairstyles. And I, it's it's really fun to try and find me, actually. Yeah. Well, obviously, to have two different uh, hunks and from two different eras there with John Travolta, who is still kicking in the Hollywood circles. But also, I'm a big fan of the Rat Pack and all, which is why I said I popped of uh, seeing you work with Sammy Davis Jr. I thought it was just awesome. awesome. Uh, totally. I mean, I do remember that so well. It, it, he was, uh, I mean, he was iconic at that point. Now, you know, I'm sorry about that call waiting. Who's ever waiting, go away. <laughs> Yeah, but um, for, yeah, the work was, was such a nice time, like that. Yeah, no, yeah, I I worked with a lot of very very cool people in my life, really. Well, obviously, uh, to bring it back to Friday the Thirteenth, there though, uh, you do a lot of do you do a lot of the convention circuits and all now, or not so much, not so much. Traveling has gotten so hard and so just really tough. Um, I live in the boonies, like you know, and just to get to my airport is a good drive. And then from my airport to get to any place, which would be like Salt Lake or whatever, um, or San Francisco, it's, it's just like one flight a day. And so 
getting to anywhere for me is a full day, and then getting back is a full day, and then, God forbid, they cancel the flights, right? So, um, so not so many. I try and go where I haven't been. Like I was, uh, the last show I did was in Nashville, and I'm so happy I did it with the Full Moon Convention in April, and I got to see Richard uh, Brooker before he passed. So I was so happy. That was a week before he passed away. So needless to say, I'm so thankful I said yes to that. So thank you, Ben and Stacy Dixon and Sean Clark for telling me yes, you have to go to Nashville, and. Um, I'm sure I'm sure your fans probably feel the loss too. Well, I know my fans are fans in the Northeast. Uh, there is a show going on in August. Uh, I'm not allowed to mention the name on air, but they are their show in August is doing a Friday the Thirteenth uh, reunion uh, to re with a lot of people. Whether it was People, the people who play Jason or other characters, they're doing part of their thing, which is cool, is to remember Richard. So well, that, that's why I asked if you're going to be doing any. Yeah, I'm so glad to hear that's going on. Um, you know, it's interesting because I don't even hear about a lot of uh, the convention offers. What happens is... Um, I have a manager by the name of Sean Clark, who's a sweet man. And, we know and Sean, yes. We know Sean, right? And and he's a wonderful guy. And, oh, yeah. Uh, I just, you know, I, I give it up to him. He, know, he knows what I need to, to get someplace, and he knows where I've been and where I haven't been. So I kind of leave it to him to, uh, to figure out when and where I'm traveling, you know? <laughs> yeah, it, well, I, you know. With, with my painting, um, I'm I'm full time artist here, you know, and uh, and with the wine, I I do love to get out there every so often and hit a good convention where I can meet a lot of people I haven't met before. That's what I like to do, you know. Um, so I don't do too many of them, but um, I really enjoy each and every one I do. I love meeting my fans. Well, we can say, Sean, we do love you, uh, and we. Just got you a couple name drops as well. I'm not sure if he's SeanClark.com, but hey, why not? <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, what is it? It's oh goodness, I should know. I'll, I don't I'll have this information, and I don't want to give out certain information that you know we're not supposed no, to. I was to say he would probably kill me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the phone will be ringing right now, right behind Governor Christie there. So uh. <laughs> uh, no. His, his company, uh, he, I mean, anybody who needs to find Sean Clark knows how to find him. Just do a Google search of Sean Clark, you'll find him. <laughs> but uh, let's wrap this up with a uh, talk, because you brought it up there in the last uh, answer, about your painting. What brought you to painting and, and your full-time artist? What do you do now with it? Well, I was, uh, you know, I had a scholarship to FIT in New York, and I was as much as immersed in painting as I was in acting, and it was kind of whatever happened first, and acting took off before my painting, and now my painting's really finding its audience. Um, my Alice in Canoe and my painting Alice's Dream, both of those sold at the Misty Moon Gallery last year in London. Um, I have some real a real following, not just Friday the 13th fans, but art collectors and 
Um, again, you can see displays of my work that actually sold and are available for purchase. Um, I just found some because I'm not doing them again because they're so expensive to do. But I found some that were left over from London that I didn't even know I had. So those I just posted on um, on the website. But um, I just, it's always been a passion of mine. I've been very, very blessed in this world to have two passions, uh, you know, the art and the acting. And when I wasn't doing one, I was doing the other. So uh, it's just now I'm not doing the acting as much because I'm waiting for Art Master Nardi's Tales of Poe to come out and, uh, and my Queen of Dreams character to be the one I hang it up on in terms of acting. Um, so keep your eye out for that one. And for painting, it's just um, it, it's part of my soul. And uh, my I'm going to start selling some more of my originals in the, in the net. Starting in a few weeks, we'll get those up on my website. But uh, yeah, my dark art is still is still very precious to me. And now I'm putting a little bit more light into some of my other things. So. Um, yeah, it's, it's, thank you for asking, Adam. It's just very near and dear to my heart. And uh, right now, uh, just to wrap, before we wrap this up, because we were just talking and laughing about him, Sean Clark, it's Convention All-Stars. And I'm sending him a message now of how much love we're sending him so he's not as surprised. You, you want to know where he is right now? He's in London. No, I, I heard he's in London. Yeah, he is. He is. That's everybody's going to the Misty Moon Gallery and visiting Stuart, my brother Stuart Morris, who, who puts on the most incredible art exhibitions with the films. And he had uh, just this past weekend, uh, he had Nancy. You'll tell me her name from uh, Amityville Horror. What's Nancy's last name? Uh oh. Uh oh. Oh. Uh, oh, I'm having a brain fart. Franklin. Nancy Franklin. I think I guess that your fans will know. But anyway, um, we created uh, two years ago something very extraordinary. Um, so if anyone is in the UK, check out Misty Moon Gallery's website because there's always he's bringing. I was the first one, and I loved it so much. I told everybody in the horror genre, if Stuart calls you, you got to say yes because you'll never have a better time in your life. And it's in an old carriage house. You watch your films. You have art all around you, and you have an intimate evening with the people that, that come, and it's fabulous. We should have one of those in this country. Nice. Well, I'll tell you what we do, because you just mentioned with the listeners knowing, and obviously you know the horror fans are very uh, loyal and whatnot. If anybody can email the show with the actual answer there, we'll hook you up with something nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, make, we'll make a little game of it. Why not? So. Why not? Why not? Oh, here. Here, we'll but, do this game. I, I've got a good one just for you, Adam. You know those jaclays I was okay. talking about uh, on my website? Yeah. If anyone orders yes. them and that mentions your show or you, um, I will include uh, an 8x10 additionally at no charge. Okay. Now, what are we offering again? What is that? Onadrieking.com? Uh, yeah, if they purchase a... Um, one of my jaclays, which is the high-end print of my painting, um, and you will see that. Then if you mention it, that you heard about it on your show, I will include... Or mention a croc and Crazy Train Radio. 
Go to AngieKing.com. You heard her there. Right. I will include for them, at their choice, either a free poster that we were talking about or a free 8x10 signed. How's that? Hey, hey guys, you heard it. Yeah, You can't beat that offer. Adrian King. AdrianKing.com. Friday the 13th. Thank you so much. Adam, my pleasure, and uh, you enjoy the rest of your summer. Try and stay cool, guys. Stay cool in Oregon. <laughs> we will. Thank you so much.